The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. And welcome to the Conquest of Bliss. I am here with Andre. Andre Psyche, baby. Andre. Andre. <laughs> I read it wrong. I meant to um, say, I meant to say that. I was like, your name's Kara or Kara? Kara. Kara. Yeah, we should have we should have done this before we we sent publish. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if it's not super obvious, this is our first conversation ever. So, and as usual, I did not prepare because I, you know, don't believe in preparation. Improvisation so. is the best. Honestly, improvisation is king. Once you know something really well, you just go out there and improvise and, you know, you just let your colors shine. And that's what you're doing. You're an expert. I know it. Oh, it froze. That's okay. <sighs> um, you're in Washington, correct? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And for anyone that knows me, I am here in uh, BC, Vancouver Island. Uh, so we are going to talk about happiness, mm-hmm. um, as always. <laughs> and so the first thing I wanted to ask you about is your book. So you wrote a book about happiness and, and contentment. So I wrote two books. Uh, first book was The Expedition of the Psyche. And happiness was a, a portion of, uh, of the topics. Uh, it's about... Okay, let me go into the beginning, right? So this book is actually a painting. I sat down with, with a with an individual who I admired greatly and we sat around just like, you know, and we made a painting and had a conversation and whatever whatever it was. And later on I went back to this painting and I was looking at it and I, and I said to myself, there's something more to this than the painting itself. So I, I, I looked at it, I sniffed it, I tasted it. It didn't taste good, I tell you that. But I took my camera and I did uh, put a macro lens on my camera and just started shooting uh, points of interest, something that just drew me close. And I was like, this right here, there's something here. So I ended up taking about 32 pictures, or exactly 32 pictures, and I, <laughs> I, I put it on my, on my computer and I'm looking at it and just, just almost like, uh, like, a, like, you know, like Freudian um, uh, ink blot test. Like Rorschach test. Yeah, like Rorschach's test, exactly. So I'd look at that and I'd ask myself, okay, what is what is being depicted here? What is happening here? And I'd sit there for like an hour, two hours, get into a really a meditative state with this image in front of me, and then something would stand out, and then that would bring this this whole narrative out of me, and then I'm just clickety-clack, clickety-clack, just typing it on the spot. <laughs> so each one ended up being just more or less uh, a story or personal philosophies of how I got to the person that I am today, which, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of freedom there's a lot of light there's a lot of beauty that emanates out of me and that book kind of captured step-by-step um understandings from from how my life used to be to how my life is now uh it was a very interesting experience it took me you know a couple months of writing it it wasn't it wasn't anything extensive because like i said sit down meditate dump information but the editing took a lot longer each each image that I that I broke the painting into it ended up being its own chapter on you know one is about love try, finding um, maybe like a I, I, I like to use the term divine flame uh, or it's like a soulmate kind of same thing so finding an, an individual that you can uh, live the rest of your life with and what the, what that individual looks like how you look like how that how love is what love is uh, fear how that plays into into you as an individual and your journey in life uh, you know courage and all of these statements all of these words that uh, could help somebody really identify where they are in life and how to go from that spot to the spot that they want to be. 
that's that's that book. That's very cool. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's like that's such an interesting story on how you got there. Um, and and you self published? Yeah, self published. So initially, I I went through uh, a, a, a division of Hay House. I don't know if you ever heard of Hay House. They're they're into like spiritual books, all that stuff. So I went through a division of them to self-publish, and I spent a whole bunch of money. And honestly, I, I respect Hay House and the information that they provide, but that what I, the, my experience with with that I did not appreciate. It was just I threw like five grand at them. They did barely anything, and then I still had to do everything. So it was just a waste of time. I ended up republishing it myself through Amazon. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a you know I'm an organizer. I'm a journalist. I'm into a lot of things. So I I just put it together myself. It was way better, and it was free. So. Screw you guys! If you if you're gonna publish a book, do it yourself. And if you need help, ask me. I will help you. Through. Like no problem. Um, but that's yeah. awesome. I'm also a graphic designer, so that was that was really cool. So I got excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. I love I love art. I love expression. And that that was the thing that I learned uh, from that book, honestly, uh, or from that painting, is to reuse my creations and dive deeper and deeper and deeper. Like like the things you see behind me. You know, all these colors and such. It was it. It was based off one of those books that I ended up dumping into my, my computer, playing with the graphics, expanding it, making it interesting, and then making it to something else, right? So now I have, I, have, I have hanging things, and I have clothes that I made from that painting, and I have stickers, you know, from one inch, from one bit of creativity, you can expand that out into far and wide and really create just, I mean, a brand or even a way of life. That's what happened. Now paint is everything. <laughs> I'm just covered in paint usually. <laughs> That's uh, that's so cool. I paint is definitely not my medium. Um, I every time I try to paint, I just end up drawing with a paintbrush. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna draw. That's mm -hmm. yeah, easier. Um, so can you? Okay, I want to hear about your second book as well. But can you tell me a little bit about how, like, because you've you've referenced a few times like how I got here, mm -hmm. and you didn't realize, you know, um, the power that you had within you. Mm -hmm. So what did what did your life look like before you made these discoveries and started this journey? Good question. Honestly, wow. Um, so beforehand, uh, I'm 28 years old, by the way. Beforehand, okay. I'm 30. But we're here. <laughs> uh, we uh, I started. <laughs> I started um, uh, my I guess just my life. Uh, let's start early. So I was born in Russia, moved here in 2002 with my family. And yeah, no English, no nothing. Just went to school, did my best. I uh, had a rough childhood, I'd say. You know, my parents loved me uh, or my mom loved me. My dad, he ended up leaving uh, America because he couldn't handle it. And he just, it's a whole bunch of, nah. So then, you know, mom was raising me and my brother by herself, working a whole bunch of jobs, found an American gentleman. They got, they loped, got a little sister out of it. And then he died. So that was a quick and dirty, right? While this is going on, I'm going to school, I'm facing my own struggles. Middle school is hard on me, but as I was going, I was a teacher for four years as well. I understand that middle school is hard on everybody. So I, I developed this, this lack of self-confidence. I didn't have friends that I truly trusted. Like the friends that I did have would abuse me or make fun of me. It, it was not a, it was not a good relationship anywhere. So I felt isolated and I felt like it was me against the world. So for a long time, I, I battled it, you know, or no, for a long time, I allowed it to break me down until I got really suicidal, a lot of suicidal thoughts. And one day, you know, I kind of grew up and then maybe became the frame that I am today, you know, just like a little bigger. And I was like, I don't have to take shit from anybody. So then I flipped the script and now I was the asshole kind of guy and just, you know, a cocky dude walking around. I was like, hey, you're a bitch. I'll, I'll punch you in the face. Bam, bam, bam. You know, <laughs> just just like that, too. I'd wear I, I wore full on suits everywhere. I, I 
like white suit, white shoes, white top hat, or uh, like a fedora. And I, I, I developed a personality that that you know out of out of lack of love and out of lack of respect, a, a personality that saw itself as better than everybody else. So again, it was a um, it was a it was a me against the world kind of thing, and I projected it. So I found that trouble come to me left and right. But you know. I won't let it come. I won't let it beat me down again. So I, I fought it. Oh, too much fighting. Don't do it, guys. It's not worth it. <laughs> so uh, I finished my education in college for or University of Washington for uh, biology, and I was going pre-med, and I was very scientific-minded. Art was a waste of time in my in my opinion at that time. I thought, why is anybody doing this? This is just. There's no point. There's no purpose. Why is like who? Who are you? Go go get a job, you lazy asshole. <laughs> you know, it didn't compute whatsoever. So I sat there with the sciences and, and the biology and the biochemistry and the physics and the philosophy, all of these things, and I thought this is truth. This is what life is all about. And I continued down that path for for a long time, and my relationship continued to just be codependent, and you know there was a lot of bickering and battling, and I had the savior complex. It's like, oh, you're broken, and I'm not, and I will save you. You know. So a lot of these um, patterns continue to just evolve into just worse and worse things. I was drinking a lot. I was fighting a lot. I didn't do any like hard drugs, but that doesn't make me. That didn't make me a good person. I was I cheated. I lied. I didn't see any problem with it. And it got to a point where uh, I, I graduated and I started working with uh, with a doctor just to figure out if if this is actually what I wanted to do. Just experience the environment. And really quickly, he saw my potential. He saw my capabilities. Like. I'm gonna send you to the med school that I went to personally. Like you don't have to worry about nothing. I was like, okay, let me think about it. But okay. And after about a year with him, I decided, all right, fine. Who am I to waste this opportunity? It comes once in a lifetime. I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm leaving my apartment. It's like a seven-minute drive to my parents' home. Again, my 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 mom is by herself with with my brother and my little sister. She was maybe six or five at this time. My stepdad died just a year or two ago. Uh, and she's struggling running her own business, custom manufacturing shop, and she just makes just stuff, you know, cool things for people. So she's struggling, and I'm driving there, and I'm thinking of all, you know, of the, of the life that lies ahead of me. I just made a big decision, and I thought, okay, it was it was another decade of my life at least to go into med school, to train, to uh, to specialize, and you know, to become a doctor. For me, it wasn't necessarily out of out of the realm of of possibilities like I was, I'm smart and individual but then I thought to myself all right there's this 10 years what or 12 years what is gonna happen in that time and I thought okay my sister's gonna be 18 19 by the time I got back my mom's gonna be in her 60s 70 my brother's gonna be in his 40s right and I thought oh uh, is this is this path that I'm on worth it and I mean, this was a like I said five minute drive and it felt like I lived an entire lifetime I, I saw all of my all of this life move ahead in front of me and all I was left with was a degree, a, 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 a possibility to heal people and participate in a, in a um, medical environment that was more of a business than a humanitarian uh, effort to, to just save people. And I thought, that's not what I want to do. Remembering my time in middle school, I thought, I'm going to miss my, my sister's uh, middle school time, her high school time, where she's going to struggle like I did, because she has no dad like I didn't, and I didn't want her to go through the same problems that I did. So I thought, I, I, I can't do this. I can't uh, let go of this life that's, that means much more to me than this idea of being a doctor 
which then I realized wasn't even my idea. My parents made me do it. And I was like, this isn't even my road. So I, I was driving home to, to tell mom I'm leaving. And instead I came home and was like, hey, mom, um, so this is kind of different, but uh, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave my apartment. I'm going to come here and I'm going to help you run the business. And, you know, you don't have to pay me or nothing. I'll just make sure that the, the, the house stays afloat. So that was the beginning. And, you know, after some time, I, uh, I, started working with the business understood how to uh, create with my hands for that first moment and after getting my body clean uh you starting eating healthy meditating all that stuff there was a moment where i was using the cnc router the spindle came down and it was etching an image on, on granite i was just playing with things and it stopped and i'll tell you i'll tell you what lightning bolt whoosh, just smacked me across just 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 the whole body right metaphysical or spiritual whatever yeah <laughs> i don't want anybody to think don't like stick. a proverbial lightning bolt yes <laughs> and and i just had the understanding i was like holy shit like i am the creator of my experience i am the creator of this of this entire world that i'm feeling right now and like i felt that power it wasn't knowledge it was understanding and man it just reverberated my heart it set it on fire and from that moment on i just started expressing I understand. I understood that I had to stay true to myself. Integrity came came to part. Like I knew that anything and everything that I did reverberated through the entire universe, touched everything, and made it manifest into the thing that it is today. And once I understood that, and understood the power that I hold in my hands, and that we all hold this power in our hands, I said, I can't. I can't live a lie anymore. I have to be who I am. And that process has been, oh man, crazy. It's been up and down and all around, but. The, the thing that's carried itself in my heart is just is that is that unity is that and that love that we all share that pain that we all share and the more i uncover my own demons or anything the more i uncover about the rest of the world and the more i can connect so that the further i dive into my darkness the more light i see in everybody else and now i live in a place where anybody and everybody is 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 my family and it's just it's such a awesome experience i tell you what it's amazing <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um that's that's a very that's very interesting because it sounds like before you were basically the opposite oh yeah you know uh, maybe like a little machiavellian and a little you know and and so it's it's cool to see that kind of a shift at all especially since it seems to have happened over really short periods a couple times where suddenly you're like this whole new person there's uh, a moment so there's a moment to interrupt real quick i remember this shift happened because before I was still dabbling in, in my old ways, even though I was on the on the verge of something and I didn't know what it was. But one day I woke up and I just felt like a different human. I don't I don't know what it was. I just felt new and I would look back and and like see this individual just yesterday, just a week ago, and I would look back and I was like, that's not who I am. That's that's not that's not what I am. Like what 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 is that? What is this? It, it was it was a trippiest moment. And it was at that moment that um, I had a, I had a I had a lady come into my life. I was single at this moment, and she's like, "Hey, whatever, let's let's hang out, let's date." Ah. I oh, I have video. Oh, I got video. Um, oh, I better start my recording again. Well, that was there fun. We that was a fun little <laughs> side quest. <laughs> yeah. So for for anyone that's listening um, to the podcast, uh, not the live stream we lost, um, lost the internet we don't know who doesn't matter too much um so i'm so sorry i don't remember where we were because of the distraction of That's everything. Okay. That, that was a pretty big distraction let's see um i know we're talking about uh wait i think there was a lady was there a lady uh yeah there's a lady 
that came into my life and uh, I was trying to explain to her because it was such a new experience for me to, to be that new person and that, was a, and that was the person that she was attracted to she, that was the person she's like hey you're cool and I kept telling her I was like listen um, the guy last week would have looked at you like you're crazy and would have wanted to run away from you but the guy today is like so in love with you like he loves you so much he thinks you're the coolest person in the world and she would not understand it so we'd go and hang out with our friends and with my friends and they would tell her stories like yeah this guy was like he was ready to like punch people a week ago now he's all like zen and shit like i don't know what happened nobody knows what happened i didn't even know what happened either but it was a it was a powerful transformation <laughs> yeah that yeah that's uh that's cool my journey was much slower <laughs> yeah so um and sorry Go ahead, yeah. Tell me. I'd, I'd love to hear it. Oh, oh, I, I don't even know where you would start. I don't think I've ever really talked about it too much on the podcast. Um, okay, so I was raised in the church, um, hated myself, got addicted to drugs, uh, including crack, and went to rehab and still hated myself until mm-hmm. like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, that's like the really, really short version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to rehab when I was 18, and that's where I was kind of introduced to skills and and like you know the the journey toward happiness Mm -hmm. and then you know the next 11 years i kind of sort of dived into it but not really Mm -hmm. and then more recently i really started diving into it more seriously that's the short version because it would take a real long time to tell the long version i hear you (laughs) i have i have one episode that just covers maybe an inch of of my life and it's like a three-hour episode and it's you know especially for something this deep like happiness you know it doesn't just like spring out of nowhere which it kind of does you know you have it all inside of you all along you just have to go in and and remove all the blockages that you have against happiness you know uh like like the biggest thing that that i understood is uh before when, when i was living the other life I was living in a in a you know victim mentality. Obviously, like I've, I've been shown that the, the other people in the world are against me in a sense. At least that's what I believe. And living living from that place, you always had to you know fight or fight, flight kind of thing. So you you battle people. You you demand happiness. You demand other people to bring you that happiness. I'm not happy. You have to provide it for me. Which all like my first couple of relationships. That's all it was, codependency. Why aren't you doing what I want you to do for me to feel good? But then you're putting that power into somebody else, and nobody else can love you as much as you can love yourself, and nobody else is supposed to love you as much as you're supposed to love yourself. If you don't have that emotion inside your heart, and if you don't have that capability to just to just be loved in the middle of love in this moment, nothing anybody can give you can put you there. I give you a million dollars, and you just like, but I fucking hate my, I don't know, my... My bed sucks, <laughs> and I can't buy a new one with this million dollars, because the bed I want is seven million dollars. And you're like, I'm not happy. Bro, you have a million dollars, <laughs> and you have your health, and you have the food, and you have family that love you, you know? There's all these things that we're, you can be grateful for, but because you're placing your focus that, that, that you're lacking, then you're going to see lack everywhere. Oh, and this and that, the other thing. And it's so easy to get depressed, you know? Like, ugh, go inside. You are everything that you need, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I so it's it's so interesting. Whenever someone starts talking about this stuff, I always feel like I'm in this weird position mm-hmm. because I agree, I agree with what you're saying, but I always try to be so careful how I say it. Say it because the last thing that I want to do is put someone's defenses up if they aren't in a place where they're really able to understand that yet. Oh yeah, because I think that it's something that we really have to come to on ourselves, like oh, on our own, right? And so it gets so complicated because I, 
like well, at least for me i i am obviously maybe a little too into ethics and trying to understand what the right balance is and everything like that because like i said when i'm when i'm talking to people i don't want to be like well the happiness is within you because even though that's true if they don't come to that place on their own then it just feels like someone attacking you and shaming you for not being there yet mm-hmm. um so it's so complicated and, and i wonder like um so you said that you've got a following so i would wonder how how do you introduce that topic to people so that they're receptive so that's a great question uh the biggest thing i've learned with everything that's going around with, with me in my life it's you are not pandering to everybody right the, the message that you have, you have to construct it that is true and vulnerable and honest to you. And when you when you send it out, there are going to be people that will be ready for it in 10 years. And like you said, they have to get to themselves. There are going to be people who are already past it. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you're on the right spot. Keep going, man. And there's going to be people who are going to be right on the cusp of, of waiting to hear exactly what you're saying. And for them, it's going to be the ultimate truth. And those are the people that, that at least in in our sense, you know, if you're trying to share some sort of knowledge, you're getting, you're trying to send your message to the people who are there waiting for, for something to come to them, a sign, information, they're already looking for something, and then bam, there you are with exactly the words that they need to hear at that moment. So you're not convincing anybody to do something that they're not ready for, because they won't do it. They'll say, you're crazy, and I'm not going to listen. But there's going to be a percentage of people who are going to be like, oh my gosh, you changed my life. And this has happened many times. I've been been contacted and said, what you said has completely flipped everything upside down. And you gave me exactly what I was hoping to hear today, tomorrow, whatever. I've been yearning for this. And here you are just spitting it out. So it's not about... It's not about doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for yourself. You're expressing yourself, which is which is how I found happiness. And you're expressing yourself in total honesty with, with pure intention. And when you do that and you publicly and you put it out there, you will find the people who are resonating and they will just eat it up because you are giving them value and direction. That is that's a that's a fantastic answer. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, like that. That totally absolutely makes sense. I think maybe. Maybe I focus too much on a, on a broad, not too much, but maybe it's more helpful to look at it from a point of, yeah, people who are, who are wanting to hear this is, are going to hear it. And that's, you know, that's helpful. I mean, how do you, okay. I'm just going to keep asking you all sorts of like <laughs> super, super specific questions. So how, how do you address what can be like frustration if someone that you care about in your life isn't receptive in that moment? Because like, like we've talked about, mm-hmm. obviously you can't make someone receptive. Mm-hmm. It's you know, a frustrating fact of reality. And I think everybody has someone in their life where it's like, you could just be happy if you wanted to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how do you address that frustration? I mean, I kind of know what works for me, but I'm curious about your experiences. So this is, this is very important. Um, one, one step that you must understand before going out is, is love, right? Unconditional love. Everybody's going to live their life the way they're going to live it, no matter how good or bad, in your opinion, they're doing it. If, they're, if they want to go into heroin and drugs and that's the life that they want to live, there's nothing that you can say. There's, nothing, there's no amount of love you can give them to change their path, to change their life. So you have to understand to accept a human being the way they are as they are without wanting to change them. That way you get to see them for who they are and you allow them to be. And that is an amazing freedom to give to anybody and everybody. I want you to live the life that, that, that you see is best for you, no matter how it is. Once you get to that point, then you say, the person as they are, do they? Do I need them in my life? Do I want them in my life? Do, are they giving me something that is pushing, making me a better person? Or are they creating something that I have to overcome every single day? So this is where you have to 
make a hard decision. And right now, my mom is facing a similar decision with my with my dad, with my real dad. Uh, and cause alcoholism is just his best friend, and that's what he that's what he likes to do. And the problem is, you know, I see him for what he is, and I want to allow him that. But I also see the the, the the heaviness that he's providing on my mom, and it's just draining her. And I keep telling her, like, this is your life. Everything that's happening is your responsibility, is your um, choosing. If you don't want something to, 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 to siphon your energy, to siphon your life, you have to choose to let it go. Even if it's even if it's something as, as, as big as a family member, you have to understand that when when you truly love somebody, you will give them that choice, and then you only have control over yourself to walk away or be present. The attention that we give is 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 life. If I, if I look at you and I talk to you, th that is me giving life to your presence in my ex experience. If I, if, if I don't want it, if I don't want to give it life, I look away and I go do something else. That way you don't exist in my experience. You don't, you're not touching my thoughts, you're not touching my brain, my heart, nothing. And then I just, I can hold you in my, in my existence, in a, in a sphere of love, sending that to you. But at the same time, I'm giving you the freedom to do whatever you want, however you want to live your life. And that's hard for a lot of people because it involves cutting people off. Boom, boom, boom. You, you go. Right. And so many of us are still codependent and we are living for other people's approval, for other people's thoughts of us or whatever we think we're lacking. We think somebody else is going to fill that spot when, again, nothing needs to be filled except for the things that you already gave up when you signed a contract that you didn't want to sign. You know, like it's some sort of relationship or you're giving something up that's your own to somebody else when it's already yours. And as soon as you release yourself from, from the obligation of others, you start finding that within you and you can just start glowing. And then at that point, you can start connecting with people who are at the same spot of just inner strength, inner glow. And then it's it's a relationship that that gives that feeds each other. It's a perpetual cycle. It's like here's you get some, you get some, you get some, you get some. There's no take, take, take. There's just give, give, give. And that's how you build your energy, the energy of everybody else, and just the energy of the planet. You know, nobody's sucking off anybody. Everybody's providing value to everybody. Wow. Yeah. That uh, it's so it's so interesting. You answered that question um, using different words, but almost exactly how I try to approach um, is, is the idea of unconditional love and the idea of understanding that everyone is where they're at for valid reasons and mm -hmm. there's nothing that can be done and it just hurts to, to do that. And, and I mean, I believe that, I mean, I believe you can still love someone and cut them out. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. sometimes it's the most loving thing you can do for, for both people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, cause sometimes it creates like, you know, I've participated in toxic dynamics myself, you know, some, some relationships, it's very, 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 very hard, especially if the dynamics have existed for a long time. Uh, very, very hard to adjust those. And so, you know, I, I agree with everything that you said there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's cool because I wouldn't have expected a random stranger online to, to uh, mm -hmm. you know, say so many things I agree with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, uh, we, we live mm -hmm. the same life. All of us are we're living the same existence. It's just expressing itself a little differently, you know? We're all a painting. I might be a Picasso and you might be a Rembrandt, you know? But still, we have paint, we have colors, we have hues and, 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 and composition inside of us, right? We might go different directions, but the, the essence of, of our lives, of our existence, it's the same. So it's like my, my first relationship, which is where like a lot of it came. She was, she was incredible. Like I love her more now than I did when we were in a relationship because she was, she got into heroin and, and pain pills and, and all of that nature in the very beginning. And I wanted to save her, you know, and change her. I was like, this isn't what you need. Here's what you need. And I kept projecting an idea upon her of, of the person I wanted her to be instead of seeing her for who she was. And that caused her even greater pain, which pushed her away even further. And then I kept trying to manipulate her into being a better person, which she wasn't. And it just 
led to years of, of heartache for both of us. And then I remember when 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 I when I left and or, or we we left each other, and I had this time to just kind of think of what was going on. And I had these understandings, and I got together with her, and I was like, "I'm sorry, like you, you were telling me so many truths, you're showing me so many truths, and I wasn't willing to see it. And now I'm able to see you for who you are. You still want to do meth, you, want, you still want to do heroin, you want to do this, or you you have to do this, whatever you want to say. And I accept you for that, and I love you for that, and I I don't want to change you. Like this is the person that I can now see, and that's the greatest thing that you can do to a person is, is see them for who they are instead of the, the imaginary projection of your own mind." Because then you give them life, that person. We're not we're not close anymore because of her choices, but I feel the love in my heart is much greater for her now than it was before. That's that's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, like it's like, my experiences are very much mirrored in what you're talking about with like my my first boyfriend. I mean, we had lots and lots of problems, and it's the same thing. Like I, you know, I spent some time angry and stuff, but. I look back now and I just want I just want the world for him but in in a way that doesn't require him fixing himself mm -hmm. you know because like the thing is who am I to even know what's good for people mm -hmm. like you know I mentioned earlier like I you know I had a drug addiction well if it hadn't been for that drug addiction I never would have even started looking for happiness mm -hmm. so sometimes those things that seem like shit and that do push people out of your life sometimes those things are what lead us to exactly what we need to find mm -hmm. so you know I think it's it's arrogant and a little silly for me, for me to think that I know the right path for anyone but myself. I don't even know the right path for me. I don't know what I'm doing, you know? So Exactly. Do our best and follow um, bliss. Like like said, follow bliss. If you can find bliss or even an inkling of where bliss lies, inch closer to it, inch closer to it, and eventually you'll take more and more of your experience and more and more of your vision, and then eventually you just peer through completely and then blah, 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 you're just in heaven or something. I don't know. Great stuff happens. <laughs> Well, I mean, I find today, like, even now, just, just the, just the journey is so enriching. Like, just, just knowing, like, you know, knowing that I can reprioritize or deprioritize some of the things that I did before, you know, you talked a little bit about freedom, you talked about, um, what is the word expression? I always use the word connection, but I feel like they're very closely linked. Um, and it's, there's something there's something so comforting about it. Like, I mean, I'm sure that you've experienced that the whole world is kind of shifting right now in a lot of different ways and it's scary and it's challenging, but I've been finding that the, the thing that I keep looking forward to in all of this is just conversations like these. Mm -hmm. And it, it fills a spot in my heart that I didn't even know had space to be filled. Mm -hmm. Oh, the heart is a magical, magical creature. I tell you, it is. It can fit an entire universe inside of it. And and uh, I I try to expand it every day. Like to get to this point, you know, obviously there's been a lot of meditation. Before I was I was more of an atheist, and I wouldn't I didn't want to believe in anything bigger, or I couldn't. And through through the through the expression and just the experience that I've had up to till this point, like I have, um, I, I I can feel you know God or just a unity that 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 combines all of us. And it's like more recently, I've I've been really connecting with Sufism, which is basically the 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 the, the, the practice of of or the dark side of love or the pain of love and 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 the beauty of that and 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 they focus on the heart specifically and the chambers of the heart in order to go deeper into yourself and society into humanity and really almost lose yourself in 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 the longing to to reunite with 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 the source with with the beloved and to to 
to almost to just completely erase your own existence in in its shadow and to, they, they say to become a speckle of dust at the foot of your master and to completely lose yourself and become one with with the, with the surroundings and, and honestly it's it's brought me so much just beauty peace and uh, it's it's and it's still new like it's still growing like the, the, the power that that it has over my heart just it, it is bliss like that that's been my my latest mantra is i found bliss and it's just stay with the keep keep staying in bliss and keep expanding it and just fill the every space every room with that until bliss is reality for for myself and everybody it's powerful i yeah i really do uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but this is the Conquest of Bliss is yes. the name of the podcast that you're on right now. Oh, I remember. So <laughs> I uh, resonate very, very much with with what you're saying. Um, I do have a question that's a little off topic, but not super off topic. Everything's topic. on topic. Uh, what What does typical meditation look like for you? Typical meditation. <laughs> so um, in the very beginning, it was very typical, like you would say, you know, sit down straight in a in a in a dark room and listen to like some binaural beats to help me just get into the zone and you know do that for a couple hours. Uh, as time moves forward, like again, just just express my expressions in a way. Now meditation is is everything. Everything you do is meditation. It should be a goal to live your life in that meditative state. So anything you do is a, is a yoga, and a yoga is is something that you do for the fact of just doing that thing. So piggybacking on what you said, it's the journey. There's there's so much wisdom and love and beauty and happiness in the journey, in the process, and we experience that on a day to day life. Like go out and dig in the garden. You're doing it not to, to, to even bear fruit or to kill the weeds or whatever you can say. You're doing it just to do the job. And if you're going to do something, do it right. Do it to its fulfillment. Be present and, and be uh, just cognizant of, of, of your environment. And, and you do that with music, with painting, with just conversating, you know, conversation with you and I right here. Being completely present in the moment without anything else trying to distract you and fully immerse yourself in that, in that second and that, that is yoga, that is meditation, and that is where I live now, it's just a constant state. Only sometimes will I find myself like kind of jarring myself out of there, and I'll ask myself, what happened? What? Where am I? And I was like, oh, maybe there's a worry here, or maybe there's an instance there. I need, to, I need to address this inside of me, I need to make peace with it, and then boom, it's gone, and I'm back in, in a meditative state. Like, I'll do cold showers every day now. I'll, I have no problem dunking myself in, into in frozen lakes. Like, I've done cryotherapy, and the doctor's like, are you not cold? I was like, bro, it's right <laughs> here. The body is just a machine that we embody. Like, I, this is it, and I've been working on this for a long time. It didn't phases me anymore. So do you follow Wim Hof, then? Wim Hof is definitely... Um, I, I have I have heard of Wim Hof, and I've listened to his, his stuff on, like, Joe Rogan or in Tim Ferriss, and he's definitely onto a lot of great things, like the cold... The cryotherapy is incredible. The breath work is incredible. If, if you look into any ancient religions or or even current ones there's a lot of things about breath breath work you know the chakras all that stuff and the cold is very beneficial medically speaking too Wim Hof will talk about it uh the you know cold shock protein heat shock proteins are, are very beneficial to the immune system so there's a lot of science behind all of these things but for me personally besides all of those health reasons it's a great way to to get your mind to the forefront of your comfort and then that's when you truly see what you are made of and then the excuses you know it's like oh i i don't really need to be here i shouldn't be doing this right or i don't like this is this is pointless and then still sticking through that to train your mind to train your your psyche and and just file it into a point so then 
once you decide you can do something or you want to do something, no matter what comes into your life, you just say, I'm doing it, and just pierce through like an arrow of, of I don't know, action or something. But it's all about that mental <laughs> strength. That's very cool. I my dad my dad follows Wim Hof and he's he suggested it to me. My dad's very pushy though. I love my dad, but he's mm-hmm. very pushy. I hear that. So of course the contrarian in me has never even tried to explore it because I'm like, oh hell no, you're not fucking telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And so I've never I've never heard anyone but my dad talk about it. So that's why I was like, oh I know about this. Mm-hmm. I resist it very hard, and I know about this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to dip your toes into it. For now, my... Uh, I'm, if you want to dip your toes into it and just um, like get I'm getting a lot of... It. Yeah, we're getting feedback. Or not feedback. We're getting a big delay. But if you want to dip your toes into big it, just do a, leg. start, start uh, simple, start easy. Uh, just uh, go do like a cold shower for just maybe even like a minute, right? And then just go to a nice hot shower. So then it's like you, you still have that shock of like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But then you do it and you wait for the water to just like heat up and then uh, and then end with a cold shower as well. So it's like have a nice little coldness, take a shower and then finish off with cold. So you, you have that shock. And then eventually you can just step up and like, all right, let's just jump in this freaking ocean of coldness and see how long we can stay there you know four minutes five minutes six minutes and then just just keep pushing yourself little by little you don't have to you know pick up the thousand pound weight from the from the get-go you can just inch a little bit here's a little weight here's a bigger weight there's a bigger weight and then see your progression just evolve and you'll find so much beauty in it i I, like i promise you all right i i think i will i think i will try that tomorrow um i mean if i forget I, I'm not gonna. I can't be held for res- responsible for the commitments I make for tomorrow. That's tomorrow, care. Tomorrow doesn't exist. There's problem. There is um, no tomorrow. <laughs> I was actually just reading the Dalai Lama said there are there are two days in the year where nothing can be done: tomorrow and yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, Dalai Lama!" Like, <laughs> drop the mic. I was very excited. <laughs> um, but for now, I think because the lag is so bad, I'm gonna let you go for now. But this has been fantastic. Is there anything you want to add or anything you want to plug? Anything before uh, before we close? Uh, one of the one of the only things I want to say is if if people do want uh, to read the book, uh, I'm offering a free PDF version on my website. They can still buy the the paperback if they want, but I, I am offering a free PDF version. If you check out and just type in free in the coupon code um, on my website, andrepsyche.com. And uh, if you want to connect with me further, Facebook, I'm very active there. Andre Psyche, just send me a request. I'll add you. We can talk. And if you need any further, like, you know, one-on-one assistance or training or coaching, I do offer online um, calls similar to this with, with just what you got going on. Let's try to fix it. And Or I don't want to say fix it. Let's see where you are. Let's see how we can help you become the person that you want to be, whether that's physically, emotionally, or business. You know, I just want... I want to see people thrive, and I will, I will stop at nothing to be that person to help you thrive, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. That, that's, uh, yeah, I am pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I felt like, oh, it's so risky to just do a podcast with a complete stranger, and I feel like it worked out really, really well. 
and other people will be able to see you, but you have a really nice smile. And oh. if that's awkward, oh, well. Um, love. Thank you for love. Thank you. Oh, you too, man. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm enjoying so much. And you have such a lovely personality. And you have you've taken so much growth from your life and, and, and sharing it with people. Like that's, that's the most beautiful thing in this world. So the fact that you're sitting here and you're doing the podcast and you're sharing your vision with people and you're trying to bring them closer to bliss, that means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, Kara. Thank you very much. Oh,